Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets, no, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese, or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece chicken McNuggets, juicy quarter pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa Online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Hey guys, welcome back to another The Dish with Trish podcast. Today, huh, buckle in, strap down on that gurney on the way to the mental hospital. That was Trish 2019. We have probably my biggest, most favoriteest guest to date, and that is Brett Michaels. We did a full half hour interview, which is really, really great because he's currently on his press tour. So I was happy to get a half hour with him. There's a whole story and journey of how I got to interview him, um, how I was almost on Rock of Love season three, what his thoughts were on that, um, as well as a bunch of other fun, racy, rocky roll, rocky roll, rock and roll, rocky roll sounds so good stuff. So um, here's the interview with none other than Poison lead singer. Star of Rock of Love, Celebrity Apprentice, Masked Singer, Father of Two, Brett Michaels. Hello! You, Trish, you look beautiful. Oh my God, you look, this is crazy. Oh my gosh. Brett Michaels, this is, ah, I'm so excited right now. Me too. Wow. How, how do you always have such high energy? Like, I don't understand. You're just consistently up all the time. I don't know. That I, I wish I could tell you the formula. They said, uh, my dad and mom said I came out like that. True story, butt cheeks first. That's how I came into the world twice. Butt cheeks, then they pushed me back in, butt cheeks again. I was determined. And then I came out breached. And since then, just uh, trying to keep positive energy through all the craziness in my life. Yeah, it's amazing. Are you still butt cheeks first with a lot of things in life? <laughs> Everything. But right in there, but she's I could totally believe it. I was, we'll get into your book, but I was looking through the photos. I was just sent some photos, like some, like it's not out yet. It comes out May, like May 12th, but I was looking through some photos of when you were like younger and I was like, you are the exact same. You look the same. You like have not aged since you were like, literally there was one of you like shirtless as like a 10 year old. I was like, he looks the same. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. What's the secret? What, well, how do you stay so fit? Like, that's what I want to know. Cause there's a ton of shirtless pictures in your book. And I was like, Okay. A couple things, a couple things. Uh, now, remember, growing up in Pennsylvania, uh, when we got a few hot summer days, that was, I'm just telling you, we, we were out uh, always at a music festival, shirtless partying, having a good time. It was awesome. But through my life, and I say this, uh, I think a big part of it is being a type 1 diabetic, right? So I do the five injections a day since I've been uh, six years old. And I just looked at it. I took a positive spin on it. I said, it's a card I'm dealt. And rather than me complain about it or have self-pity, I just, every day, part of my thing is to get up, work out, makes me feel good, keeps my blood sugar level rocking. And, but, but besides all that, 
mostly it's just about, I want to go out there and put on a great show for people. I want to keep my voice as long as I can and all that plays into it. That's, I mean, that's what's amazing. I just saw you on The Masked Singer, which is like bringing you, okay, this is what I love about you. I'm sorry, I'm a fangirl, like through and through. Like I'm a podcast host and I have people come on, but when it comes to you, you have been my number one guest from the beginning. So if I'm excited, it's really just because I'm like a true fan. It's all like fandom right here. I, can I say this? Uh, your energy, your energy, you talk about mine, but yours is infectious. I oh. watch the show. I watch the podcast. I've seen the guests. You have an infectious energy. I wish I was there with you. And due to the, the day and age we're in right now and being safe, we're doing the right thing. But when this is all over, we're coming in to do We're doing part two. I would die. Because, okay, so me, I obviously found you through Rock of Love because I'm, thir- I'm going to be 32 tomorrow. So I found you through Rock of Love. I auditioned for season three because I was finally 21 and I auditioned for season three and I got cut. They told me I wasn't outgoing enough. And I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> Wait a minute. You wouldn't have been cut if I saw, you know, can I tell you something? They, they would not let me have anything to do with any of the casting. Like there was nothing because if I knew people or was, let's say this, when they were, you know, when I first pull up, like the first day, throw the helmet off, get off the Harley. I'm looking, I can't know anybody there. I may have like passed by them at a, at, at a backstage thing or something like that, but didn't know them. And uh, so they had, with the casting, had I met you and saw you, our energy and connection would have been ridiculously awesome. I say, I say either Rock of Love 4 or Banana of Love. Just throwing it out there. Banana of Love. That would be a banana of love. That would be kind of everything. Think about this. Banana of Love. I'm throwing it out there for us. They remember the old school where they were behind a wall. I think it was called the dating game. And you had to like them for their personality. Remember this first? You have the whole outfits on, and then once you start to like them, you break it down, and then the mask, the suit comes off. Then you get to the mask. Finally, the big reveal is the head. Yes. You have to like their personality. That's what everyone always says when they're lying on their dating application. Personality, I'm like, (laughs) but we know there has to be a lot of other chemistry going on, if you know what I'm saying. That's what I feel, yeah. There has to be a connection physically emotionally, mentally, but physically is good too. Yeah, I agree. Well, you know, I feel like I can physically connect with anyone. That's easy. It's the, it's the mentally, the energy part. Yeah, you could, you are beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like me, I'm kind of just like, Oh, you know, whoever will want me, I'll take, you know what I mean? I'm not picky, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, no, I absolutely love you. I found you through Rock of Love. So if you ever did a season four, although I'd be too old because I remember back then it was 21 to 28. So now I'm, I'm 32. So I was like, oh, now they want to let me on. <laughs> Not at all. Not at all. That's perfect. We, we're, we're, we'll put that in the work. In, it's a WIP, work in progress right now. I'm down. I know they, they told me not to ask too many Rock of Love questions, but I know in your book you talk about like, you know, a little bit about like bus life and stuff like that. So I was like, well, I guess I can ask a little bit. <laughs> Let's say this in the book. The one thing about me, is and, and people learn is I never throw anyone anyone under the bus. Not my style. That right. doesn't mean it's a few people I wouldn't like to you know have a few words with, but not my style. Right. And I, I said the girls. The truth is of this show, like just talking about that for one minute. Yeah. In the book, there'll be you know it's the book comes in volumes. So um, today the book is out. It's the first print's completely sold out. The the hard you know the hard copy print. Uh, the ebook's out, and the second edition's going now. Of the first volume one, this comes in volumes so it could keep artists in the here and now. Like I'm talking about the mass singer in it, rock, love, birth, motorcycles, this, the Ferrari wreck. The it, there's so many different things in it, but the pictures to prove it. 
So going back, like I was going to say with Rock of Love and the girls, they made that show. I'm just telling you. And Big John from TV's Rock of Love. We can't forget <laughs> Big John handing the passes out. And then the girls, they they were the rock stars. I just got to come and be myself. And they they were incredible. I don't know about that. I never watched any of the other ones. I'm just saying I never watched Flavor of Love. I love New York. I only watched yours. So I think you had a big part of that too. <laughs> um, okay, so look at I, I seriously and I and I wasn't even like I didn't know like too much about like your music like then you know but then obviously I became a fan as is my sister now because of the mass singer she loved the banana and she was just like and she's like who is that she's like he's so hot I was like that's Brett Michaels he's been like the sex icon since like the 80s like he's everything <laughs> Hey to my fellow artists, all the creative types out there, this is for you. This is for us. The system currently supporting us creative people is broken, and the COVID-19 crisis is making it more obvious than ever. Patreon offers a better way. They help creators build a more sustainable income source by offering a monthly membership to their most passionate fans. It gives us the creative freedom to do our best work. It also gives us the financial stability we need to build an independent creative career. It's also a chance for us to create a lasting, more meaningful connection with a supportive audience without interference from trolls, ads, and other algorithms. In turn, fans get access to an exclusive community, premium content, and the chance to become active participants in the work they love. They get to be more than social media followers and enjoy a more direct relationship with their favorite artists and creators. They also get the pride to fuel work that really matters to them. I've been on Patreon for over three years, you guys. It definitely got me out of the funk. Other social media platforms have put me in. I wanted to be creative. I wanted to make the content I wanted to make for the people that follow me, but I was going down a hill when other ad revenue sources were going down. Patreon is funded by the fans for the fans and it really is amazing. It inspires you to work harder and also gives them this exclusive bonus content they can't find anywhere else. So if you're a podcaster, video maker, musician, writer, illustrator, if you're a creative person of any kind or simply love one, now is the time to check out patreon.com. Now is the time to join millions of fans and creators who are changing the way art is valued together. Not only am I a Patreon creator, I'm also a patron of many people because I'm all about supporting the artists and getting involved in exclusive sneak peek things. Check out Patreon.com now and join millions of fans and creators who are changing the way art is valued together. Again, that's Patreon.com. Get creative, get inspired, support your fellow creators, and let's make this world beautiful, artistic, and unique. Patreon.com. Check it out today. So autoscrapography, I'm like super excited. So I was reading this. So it's like half digital, half hard copy. Yes. So what we did, a couple things. Um, I want to keep the book. It's a kind of a game changer. What happens with a lot of artists is when you sign on, they want to pick out a particular part of your life. You know, they want to say, we just want 86 to 95. That's it. And right about that part of your life. They want one picture from the beginning and one at the end. And I just had to pass on everything. I was grateful that they were interested, but I said, I'm independently owned and operated. I've always bet on myself. You know, from the beginning, our, our albums have always been independent. The book came out independent, but I wrote it, hand wrote every single thing in it, put the pictures with it. And least people know it's raw, it's real, my heart and soul's in it. And they get to feel the real feeling of what I'm going through. And what it is, is it comes out an ebook they can get right now. They can still order the, the hard copy, the, you know, the soft cover hard copy. And I did a pre, a huge pre-contest for the pre-orders and I was giving people a thousand dollars 500 to them to go party 500 to give to their favorite charity and a hundred bucks to do whatever they we call it, we'll just call it 
we don't want to know what you do with it, money. And, uh, you know, just go out there a little something, something. And, uh, but it was, I, I really want fans to know all three generations. I am grateful whether it comes from Rock of Love, early poison music, the solo music now. And then I'm praying that this, that we find that, find a, a vaccine or whatever we need to do, because I am, I've got so much energy and I was so excited about that stadium tour. And right now we're going to, we're going to, it's going to be on in some capacity. We just don't know when there may be a delay, but it will not be stopped. Right. Yeah. I heard that maybe they might be like testing people or if there's a vaccination, like I heard they could like swab people at concerts. Cause like, that's a huge thing. I was super excited. <laughs> Me too. And we're going to make it happen the minute the CDC and we get for all of our safety because health comes first for the fans the bands, the crew, all of us. I don't want to go down that road, but we. But I need to say, your health comes first, and then after that, uh, if they tell me the minute they, if they called today and said tomorrow you can go, I'll backpack to the place. I don't care what. I'll, I'm getting there. I don't care how I get there. I will be on that stage partying with the fans. That's amazing. Are you ever gonna just? Are you, will you ever retire? You're just gonna go till you're like 90 years old. I'm going until the knees give out and then I might just crawl to the show, but it's I'm, I'm all right now. All the parts are working. Everything's good. So yeah, I'm, I'm just going to keep on going. Just butt cheeks first at the show. That's all people maybe want to see. <laughs> I mean, think about that. That is the, my, my whole book opens up, but first that is when I say this to people, I'm going deep dive. Now I always say to them, if I can do this, you can do it. I grew up in a, 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 a small area in, in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And all I had was a dream and betting on myself and the rest of it, you find a way to get it done. And look at the success that you have and what you're doing. You did it by just simply, you got to do it. You've got to go out there and just do it. And I tell people, find a way and bet on yourself. A thousand percent. I know. I feel like that, especially like passion. Like I don't have much talent, but I have a lot of passion for things. And I feel like if you have passion about something, like you'll succeed, you know? But can I say that you do have talent and that talent is your passion to get it done and be able to be hosting and doing the things that you love to do. I say to people, what I want is I want people to have the success they want. For them, it may not be music. It may may be whatever they want to do. But your passion, I say this in every interview, whether it's sports or whatever, that willpower that passion comes first. That's number one. It's huge. And I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's everything. I Speaking of music, because you're talking about it, I just listened to Unbroken on Spotify. It's like every rose has its thorn. Like it was as soon as it started, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is like throwback reminiscence. That's so good. It should be a TikTok dance. Like I know you're on TikTok now. And I was like this, like all the like, all the, all the things in it. It's like, if, if I push, I'll push back. Like, I'm like, that's all for TikTok. Like you really need to get on there with like a TikTok dance with your daughters or something. It's so I, good. I'm going to do it. I'm going to take your advice on this. We're going to talk off the air because I need <laughs> advice. I'm, I, you know, this is it. One of the things about me is I love learning, love learning, love knowing you're amazing on there. I watch people. I'm like, this is incredible, and it's a great way to get music out there, fun, craziness. One of the things about Unbroken, I wrote that about facing adversity, and uh, with my Life Rocks Foundation, uh, we take care of a lot of people that are in situations that could use a little bit of help or a scholarship, and and my daughter, my, my two daughters, Rain Elizabeth, and my oldest daughter, my youngest daughter, Georgia Blue, Georgia and I sit at the piano. She's going through a tough time in her young, young teenage life. And uh, a lot of things they go through. And I said, I said, this is what music's about. It's therapeutic. It's awesome. 
we sat at the piano and wrote that song, entire song together. Oh my gosh, is she is she a musician or is she just do, like just naturally gifted? She's a musician. She goes to a school for music for acting, but she she's one of those people that's very creative. And I said, this is what creativity is about. You got to take that and and take that fuel, that fire, anything anything that hurts you. Learn how to take it and make it work for you. So what hurt, make it work. I, I call it fuel on the fire. You got to put that that when people come at me, it just at, early in my career just added fuel to my fire. Didn't it pissed me off in a great way? <laughs> you know, yeah. it made me it made me mad in a great way. And then it just and then I just throw it in there and 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 don't ever get me wrong. My intention is life is never zero maliciousness. It's always to have nothing but a good time. And I'm not gonna lie, some crazy, crazy moments have come from it, but good times. I love that. No, I, I think you've survived. Like, I just remember there's so many things, even after Rock of Love, when you did The Apprentice and all this stuff, you've like been near death how many times? I mean, literally like 10 times, dozen times. <laughs> at, at least. We, we started counting them. We're talking about, you know, we started early on, uh, a few things I went through being a diabetic. And and I said, we just found, a, you know, uh, a way to survive it and thrive. And then, and then all of a sudden you talk about, um, you know, you talk about the car wreck. Uh, I, when I had that car wreck years ago, I, I should have, what happened? I should have been, I should have been dead. And the first thing I said, when I came to, I said, did I hurt anyone else but me? That was my main concern. That was truly my main concern. And then from there, the brain hemorrhage, uh, the emergency appendectomy, then the, uh, just a, the heart surgery it was crazy. But I said, man, the minute they tell me like, just like the tour, the minute they told me I could get up and walk or I could walk. I was just back at it. And I, I always say, I don't, what is my other choice? I have no other choice. This is what I want to do. And if I can do it, I'm going to make something awesome out of it. That's amazing. I think you might be like the only rock star philanthropist. I was trying to research others. I'm like, because I, I was researching your um, Life Rocks Foundation and you like, it's everything. It's childhood cancer, diabetes, military, pets, pets. I was like, that's amazing that you're doing all of this when it's like you're a rock star you don't need to do it you know and the fact that you do it support your kids which by the way okay I have to ask you this this might be a little off topic but okay so you're very pro-woman but at the same time you do a rock of love so you're kind of like a womanizer way but like your daughters are super hot now are you like damn this is a curse like my, my now my daughters are the hot ones like they look like rock of love girls <laughs> This is called my comeuppance. You know when you like, you get your comeuppance? My comeuppance is two daughters, and I again, I say this, both, both healthy, uh, smart, um, and, you know, and to me, I'm their dad. They are beautiful young ladies, and now I'm watching it all happen. And the thing is, this is a curse in life for me. Mm-hmm. I know what the guy's thinking that's making his move. So I'm, I'm watching all the sweet talk and, and I'm going, I know what you're thinking. You know, all of a sudden it's, it's tough because I got to let them come into their own. Right. Right. <laughs> they didn't have that balance, but I also know what he's thinking. And it's uh, my daughter. How about this? My, uh, my oldest daughter's going to Belmont and then she's one of the sports illustrated swimsuit models of the year. And now doing all this stuff for guests and everybody. And then my second daughter, now they want her to do a big ad uh, for a big water campaign, you know, for, the, you know, and it's, and, you know, obviously she'll have to be at the right age when all that happens, but you got to let them come into their own. But it is truly, I'm laughing with you on this, painfully my comeuppance because it's everything. I know the moves I would make when I was talking to girls and hoping eventually to get them over here, or <laughs> and, you know, so I'm watching these guys. And I'm like this. 
Oh my, I can't imagine. I was looking, I, well, I knew Rain when they, she was doing the Sports Illustrated thing and you were like supporting her and stuff like that. And I was just like, wow, she's like drop dead gorgeous. I was like, oh, now it's going to come full circle for you. <laughs> it's like, now you have to see. Full circle, full, it, it went full circle. And, but you got to be as a dad, here's what you hope. I, I, I'm a kind of guy that I, I listen, I like going out there, I teach him how to drive, to have fun, treat people great. You know, teach him, you know, we race the go-kart still. I still want to be kids. I still want to have a great time. But as a dad, part of this, this whole thing as a dad is you hope you taught him enough that they're smart enough to use that gut instinct. I call it that sixth sense. I said, something's wrong. You're on a, you're on a modeling shoot. JJ, if you're out working with the musicians doing stuff and something ain't right, it don't feel right. I said, you, you, you fix it right then and there. You get a hold of me and... You know what I mean? That's what you hope. You gave enough tools to go into the universe and, and, and be able to handle it. Would you approve if they dated a rock star, if they brought home a musician? I, I, listen, I'm going to say this. Uh, I'm going to say this correctly. Let me finish. It's two parts. Yes, I think them being with the musician is awesome because I'm a musician. I think that's incredible. I just got to check a little back. I got to do a little background, a little due diligence on that musician. Just to, I want to see a pattern. I want to make yeah. sure it's good for my kids. <laughs> you know, <laughs> go ahead. No, I think we're in like a new era now where I feel like you can't be like, you couldn't be like what you did in the 80s. You know what I mean? Like I watched The Dirt and I was like, oh, well, you can't do that shit now, you know? So I think you're saying. Oh, sure you can. You just, yeah. you talk about it less. <laughs> you do it on the down low. <laughs> Being home so much, especially during a crisis like this, can be a breeding ground for anxiety. Without the stability of our normal daily routine, the mind can fill with worst case scenarios, what ifs, and worries. You may feel lonely, but you are not alone. We're all adjusting to this new normal. Talkspace is an online therapy, online counseling via text, audio, or video messaging, giving you one-on-one time with a therapist, giving you personal access during this really difficult time at any time from anywhere. There's flexible plans to meet your needs and your lifestyle at an affordable cost. There's over 1 million happy users on Talkspace online therapy. It gives you instant access to therapy. Skip the office visit and keep it 100% private and secure. My anxiety has been through the roof and I choose to not medicate myself with pills. I really do benefit just talking to somebody and I need a really unbiased opinion and outsider's point of view. Sometimes family is a little too close or, you know, friends, you just don't really want to delve into it. And with Talkspace, I have definitely found that groove. I found to feel comfortable and safe. And it's been nice to kind of just casually talk to someone from home, but also someone who knows what they're talking about, a therapist that knows. So that's just my personal experience with Talkspace and how it's been helping me with my mental health. Just talking to someone sometimes helps, but also talking to someone who's licensed and just has a grip of professional on it. it really does put life in perspective for you. Again, emphasizing that, yes, we're lonely, but we are not alone in this. In fact, world champion swimmer Michael Phelps has been using Talkspace for his mental health and wanted to share some of his experience for Mental Health Awareness Month. As a listener of this podcast, you can get $100 off your first month on Talkspace. To match with your perfect therapist, go to Talkspace.com or download the app. Make sure to use code TRISH to get $100 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's TRISH and Talkspace.com. Are you going to make yours into a movie? Because we saw The Dirt, which, which I'm not, I don't even know Motley Crue, but I watched it. I loved it. And I was like, okay, Poison, Brett Michaels, you need a freaking life movie. Like you're everything, you know, like you're all of that plus more. <laughs> Well, thank you. And it, it's it's happening. And, and I'll tell you exactly what it is. And we're going to come on your show to talk about uh, the release date of the film. So there's the film happening. And then there, it, it's in talks. You know, talks mean nothing to what happens, right. but it's beyond the talks. 
into something else that may be a, a mini series. And when I say incredibly done, it's it it's mixing that Bohemian Rhapsody, that Rocket Man, that you, you, were you like I said, it's it, we're working really hard to make it great. But the book. I'll be the first person to ever do what's called an audio visual big read. So I read the whole book and through it is still pictures and moving pictures from each chapter. So all the images come to life and it used to be called, well, it still is. It's the Ken Burns did this app, the pictures stop and then they come to life. And then we take those freeze frames and move it into video. It it's, but I'm just reading the book. Like I'm sitting here in this room, reading you the book and the book comes to life and it's an audiovisual book comes out in June of of autoscrapography volume one. It comes out June. Comes out that comes out in June because we're we're going to make that great, and then the film comes out. We'll be out in the fall, and we, it is me and you are going to sit and talk about this. I'm praying this coronavirus is gone far, far away. We're all healthy. We're going to get together and have a real deep dive on that. Oh my gosh. I would absolutely love that. I love everything about you. I think this book already, I was so excited with the pictures, all of it. Cause there's like, you have proof. It's like, people can tell stories. It's like, mm, is it fabricated? You're like, no, I got the video and the pictures to back it up. So I think that's amazing. Think about this in the book. And, and I just want to say this, you know, a lot of the times when I read a book and this is just me, it's only my opinion. Uh, when I read it, there'll be, say it's an autobiography. Sometimes it's kind of like a swan song. It's like one moment of their life. There's like six pictures in the middle, but a lot of stories. But I want to see who's the friend you're talking about. Where was the basement you played music? Let me see the water on the floor while your amp is soaking wet. Let me see these things. And that's this is the true chance for artists to write these moment of impacts. Like when I, I say this to you, I got held at gunpoint at 16 years old with my band partying. Uh, we were out partying on a road called Sleepy Hollow Road and Old Hollow. So we're out there having the time of our life, talking music, maybe having a good party out there. And the next thing I know, we're all held at gunpoint. Two guys thought we robbed their house and they were going to kill us. There was no getting out of it. And I negotiated for my life. No one's ever heard that story. And all those guys verify it. We got photos, things, not obviously in the moment of that. Yeah. But the car we were in, it timestamps the moment of my life. And I negotiated literally for my life to be here talking to you today. And I'll tell you what, these moments will let people live through that with a book like this. You can really, truly tell the story behind the story. Yeah, you're really like a cat. You literally have nine lives. <laughs> a cat. I'm, tell- I'm <laughs> grateful. Listen, I've got gratitude. You know, people say positive attitude, but I said mine's gratitude. I'm. I am glad to be standing here, truthfully talking to you today. It's a. It's good to be on the good side of the dirt. Yeah. <laughs> I love that too. And you look just amazing and every, I keep saying that, but you look like Brett Michaels from Rock of Love. This is like tripping me out. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I just love it. I hope the book is going to be amazing. I'm so excited. I'm, I have pre-ordered my copy because the pre-order sold out like instantly. So I don't know. I guess I'll get it in like next week and I got some sense and stuff. It looks amazing. I'm so excited. It has stuff for guys and girls, which I think is cool. It has like your bikes and like all that stuff for guys. And then it has like a bunch of like shirtlessness for the girls. So <laughs> Shirtlessness. There's a little bit of shirtlessness, but I didn't know that I even owned a shirt back in the 70s. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I think that's everything. That's why I got intrigued for it. I was like, hell yeah. And then the movie, oh my God. And fingers crossed. And your virtual performances. I see you like on TikTok, like doing virtual performances for people right now. I think that's like so like innovative. 
I, I thank you. And I say this for everybody at brettmichaels.com and TikTok. What I do for the fans, I am beyond grateful. Three generations of amazing fans. And I'm always always finding a way to give back. And like I did the Rosebush sessions, I knew we were going through this stuff. And I just went out there, took the guitar to every piece of area and property here in Arizona or California. And we would just go out there and play music and sing. Um, I took them on a trip while I was literally painting a basketball court. I just, I just decided rather than use my energy to spin bad, I just spin it good. That's what I did. And, And all of us have it. All of us were like, what do we do? It just hit us like this. I'm like, what do we do? And I'm like, I can either spin bad or take that energy and spin it good. And I just chose to find stuff to do. And I realized I was a hoarder. I had like go-kart engines from when I was like 16. I don't know what I was ever going to do with them. They were literally in the back of one of the bars. I'm not kidding you. I, I went back there. I'm like, what? why? Wait, did you, what do you do with them? You just throw them out or you do something with them? No, I worked on them and then decided I have nothing to put them in. Everything else is working. And I'm like, these, it just got to go. Got to go. So a typical day of your life in quarantine is, is fixing go-kart engines? Well, one of many things I would pick days. Uh, it starts out always a little insulin to get me going. Uh, uh, yeah. A little workout, a little food. And then if I was doing, uh, I'm a little OCD. So if I picked the sport court, I would go down there and paint it like pro paint. I, I would look stuff up. I'm like, okay, I redid the whole thing. So I, I love playing basketball. I'm not great at it, but I love playing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm out there and I was shooting. It was great. And then the next thing I know it was, uh, I, I got the go-karts out and because I was in complete quarantine for two weeks, I was just literally by myself doing this and we were working. And the next thing I know, the kids are here. Big John, big John's the real deal. Big John's the real deal. Yep, he was safe, quarantined, did his two weeks in in uh, in in prison, which is his place. And then after he was released, uh, he got he was safe and good, and uh, and we just started working on stuff, made it great. The kids enjoying it; it's awesome. Oh, I love that. My dream one day too is have Big John with the pass and be like, Trisha, will you stay on and rock my world? <laughs> well, we'd be keeping you. You'd be. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, thank you so much i'm like literally you have no idea you've been my dream guest from the beginning i manifested it it's been since january i've been trying to like get a hold of you and i'm like it's never gonna happen and then when they finally said it i was like wow dreams come true like really you've made my whole dream come true right now like i just absolutely love you i find you so fascinating interesting may i suggest if we're if you do another book to do a health and uh health and fitness book because again i'm not just trying to harp on your body because you're more than just a body but it's like i need some of those tips like you look amazing you know like amazing and i just am like he should write a health book. (laughs) You know what? I will take your advice on that. We'll talk about that when we get a chance off the air. And the next time I see you, I'll bring in a couple pre-chapters because I write these out myself, old school, and we will look through it and you tell me. And we'll we'll add, we'll we'll just put down some stuff. And like I said, the the best thing about me sometimes is just telling people, it's, I, I say this, bet on yourself. And, and you just got to do it. No matter, find what, what, find what your groove is, what rocks your world. And, and just, I tell people there's no secret to it. Just find a way to do it. Just do it. Can we do a workout together Thank too? You. Just do it. <laughs> Can we do a workout when we see each other? Oh, we're going to get a workout. It's on, <laughs> it's on the books. <laughs> I, oh my God, I'm like blushing. This is the best interview of my life. I freaking love you. I know I don't have a lot of time with you. So thank you. I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, your book, Auto Scrapography is out now, but it's, it's, it's sold out. So I guess you have to wait till June, right? Yeah. They could just go brettmichaels.com. It's out 
the order it, the, the first print, and again, quickly, due to the coronavirus, you can't ask the printers to go in and work. I don't want anyone to be unsafe, but they realized we had, a, obviously being on this with you and, and the unmasking, all that stuff, it exploded. You know, we had a lot printed, but it exploded, exploded. And the book, here's the thing. It, I promise people it is a good, fun read. You jump into it. It's inspiring. And it, it takes you through, if it's this thing, if I can do it and be through these crazy, crazy, insane moments in my life, you can do it. I'm telling you, that. it's it's there. You inspired me in so many ways. I wish I could just tell you more. I could go on for hours to tell you how much. And so I'm so excited to read it. I'm so excited for other people to read it. And again, once again, just another generation finding out all the greatness of Brett Michaels. So. <laughs> Absolutely. And thank you. And, and to all the generations and people out there, everyone be safe, be healthy. I'm going to see you very soon. You look, you look beautiful. Thank you. you. Oh my. I love you so much. All right. Thank you so much, Brett. I like love you. This uh, this means everything. It was the greatest. So um, yeah, go book, get his book and go to brettmichaels.com. Check out his Life Rocks organization and all that fun stuff. The bandana banana. Thank you. We're going to do it. And then you and me are picking out something. I'm leaving on this. For the Life Rocks Foundation, you and me are going to pick a charity you work closely with and we're going we're gonna to donate uh, to it together. Oh, I would love. We're going to I- donate. We're going to hand them that check together. Oh my God, that would be, I just, you know what? I'm turning 32 tomorrow and I just did a whole week of 30, donating $32,000. I did it to Feeding America and Doctors Without Borders this week. So I'm all about that. I'd be so excited to like donate to any cause. I love it. We'll make it happen. Oh, I would love it. Thank you, Brad. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Whether you're working from home or working on your fitness, you want what you're listening to to be what you're listening to, not what your roommates, neighbors, partners, children are listening to. Oh, God, no. No more Baby Shark for me. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. And trust me, nobody really wants to hear my Broadway music in my household. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. I'm always really excited when I get these Raycon ads because they are truly amazing. I use them daily for Rizzle. You already know Raycon earbuds start at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market. Half the price. Okay, hi. And that they sound just as amazing as other top audio brands you know. Their newest model, the Everyday E25 earbuds, are their best ones yet. With six hours of playtime, seamless Bluetooth pairing, more bass, and a more compact design that gives you a nice isolating fit. And this is true, you guys. I always have trouble pairing my Bluetooth for whatever reasons. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable, perfect for conference calls or, hey, binging podcasts. Okay, dish with Trish plug. They're definitely game changers. Just the comfortability, the easiness of it. You don't have to worry about like, are they charged? I need this. Oh, where's the wire? Like all of it. Easy, effortless. And the quality is amazing. It's like I'm at a Broadway show, even though Broadway is still closed. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems to distract anyone during video calls. You've heard me talk about how the company was co-founded by Ray J. Okay, Ray J. And um, other celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Cardi B, Melissa Etheridge, Brandy, J.R. Smith, they are also obsessed with Raycon. So if they're obsessed, hey, is Snoop Dogg obsessed? You know, okay, you know, it's the real deal. Pick up a pair and see what the hype is all about. Now's the time to get the latest and greatest from Raycon. Get 15% off your order at buyraycon.com slash trish that's buyraycon.com slash trish for 15% off wireless earbuds raycon buyraycon.com slash trish (laughs) 
Podcast One presents. This is a collect call from Sing Sing. My name is John J. Lennon. I'm locked up for selling drugs and committing murder. I'm also a contributor for Esquire magazine and the Marshall Project. So I'm a writer and I'm a prisoner. Imagine trying to stay focused and talk about issues of substance with geeks slamming, prisoners screaming, and PAs blaring in the background. Get new episodes every Wednesday on Spotify, Podcast One, and Apple Podcasts. Um, so yes, this is, this is the aftermath. (laughs) Um, this is, this is what I was, I was struggling with. This is the T. I was struggling with keeping this buttoned. So I, I think I was like adjusting it. This dress, it does not fit anymore. I don't know why. I think the, like literally it doesn't fit. I think it's the quarantine 15 y'all. Um, so I was, I was kind of embarrassed because I wanted, I wanted to be cute, but I didn't want to be like, you know, rock of love girl, just like, um, just out out there <laughs> um which no offense to the rock of girls i love them i wanted to be one i can't believe i admitted that i wanted to be on that show wow i'm giddy i'm giddy and i'm sorry this is like so distracting i was like oh God, look it literally just keeps popping i don't even <laughs> i just do the rest of um the podcast okay if you guys are listening to it my my, my dress as was popping open it's very weird i think i literally gained weight my boobs which isn't a problem i gain weight kind of everywhere but i think i've gained weight my boobs this quarantine it's been crazy brett looked so good you guys okay so I, I, I was very, um, what's the word? I was very, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't think, aggressive is such a bad word. I, I think I was, this is the most, I don't know what the word is, like outgoing, like it's the most aggressive I've been to get a guest on the show. So obviously podcast one is my podcast network. I love them so much. They bring me guests and I love it and it's very cool. They asked me to send them a dream list of guests and I do and Brett has been on it for a while. Proactive. That's the word. Okay. I've been proactive, not aggressive. <laughs> Calm down, Trish. Um, I was very proactive at getting Brett and I went through every avenue to try and get in touch with him. And this has been going on since January. And Brett's pretty, I feel like he's pretty private. Like he's pretty active on social media, but I think overall he's a pretty private guy. You don't really hear scandals with him. You don't see him out at bars and clubs. You know what I mean? So it's like, it's not like I could just go to this is how like not with it I am hide Bootsy Bells. I don't know what's like a popular club. Also, it's Corona. So it's, but before all that, there wasn't a place that you know you could go to see him, if that makes sense. Like, you know, if you go to Delilah, Delilah's, I'm so out of it. When I was in like the freaking, when I was, when I was like in a group of friends, they would go to Delilah's and it's where like Kylie Jenner would hang out. So you would know where to go to see these people. I guess maybe like back in the day, you could go to like the whiskey or the rainbow room and see rock stars. But I have loved Brett Michaels since literally since like 2005, 2006, um, like really loved him. Like obviously the rock of love. I remember I tried to contact him on MySpace. Um, I, my audition going a little bit more into that, which by the way, can I just say, first of all, Brett was the nicest guy. I was so nervous. I don't know if you guys could tell I was giddy. I had so much to ask and it was all in my brain. I made notes and stuff, but I wasn't looking at my notes. I, I really like flowing with the conversation. The thing is I had so many things I wanted to talk about, And I was given a certain amount of time with him. And that's just normal because, you know, he's doing a virtual press tour. So it's normal to just be given a certain amount of time with somebody. Um, But having said that, because look, I had great guests on my podcast. I'm, I'm, oh, wow. But Brett Michaels, I don't think I've seen him on many other podcasts. I'm very, I could cry. Okay. 
anyways, all right, let's so thank you, Brett, for being so freaking sweet. I was so nervous and giddy. And then also, I know I'm flirty by nature, but like I just was, I needed to like reel it in because you don't know someone's situation. If they're married, if they're in a relationship, you don't want to disrespect anyone, especially because I'm a, I want to keep it professional. I'm a professional, but at the same time, it's Brett Michaels. It's just like meeting your childhood crush. Like, I don't know. Um, Pamela Anderson would be right up. Oh, ironically, because you guys all know I have Pamela Anderson, but I just thought about that. I think Pamela Anderson and Brett had a sex tape. I think they were the original sex tape, if I'm not mistaken. I don't know. I like I said, I try and keep it fresh on. I don't want to bring it up because Brett is so he is so charitable, and I I don't I don't want his. You know, I think my image a lot is very sex, and I just want to know about people's sex life <laughs> stuff. But um, I think when you've accomplished a little bit more beyond fucking girls, I think it's deserves to be talked about in the recognition although i would love to if there's ever a part two and you want to i it's funny because i don't mind asking people about their sex life on the podcast like i love it you guys know i'm like just i'm such a horn dog i'm just such a pervert i just want to know what everyone's up but for him again i didn't want to come across like that girl because like i was just in awe enamored and his body oh okay anyways so my <laughs> thank you for being nice and, and sweet and i i was like oh <laughs> like anything he said that was like i don't know anyways okay so my Rock of Love audition, I never really talked about this. So um, I was about to turn 21, like literally I think the day they were going to start shooting was going to be my 21st birthday. So I auditioned when I was 20 and I had auditioned and apparently I guess he didn't see the audition girls or whatever, but, um, or the, the girls, I guess he didn't get to pick. Oh yeah, I guess that would make sense. He didn't get to pick the casting, but I auditioned. Um, this was before my implants, before lip injections, before I made money, before, well, I guess I was a stripper at the time, but I was kind of like that ghetto stripper that definitely was not in the cute shoes or anything. And I went in for the audition and this is right after I did like Who Wants to Be a Superhero, which was a show on uh, sci-fi with Stan Lee. Um, I was 18 when I did that show. So this was a couple of years later. So I've already done some reality shows up to this point. I did the Greg Barron show. I was like on shows. And so I knew I was a good like candidate to be on reality shows, but they told me I wasn't outgoing enough. Here's the realty. And I don't blame any of the people at casting or anything like that. Um... But I remember them telling me, asking me questions like, oh, would you get naked on camera? (laughs) I said, no, but fast forward to now, me on OnlyFans, just spread eagle for everyone to see. I don't know. Sex is really natural. I hope that wasn't offensive what I said about his daughters. I think they're so gorgeous. I'm like literally like even back when he was promoting Rain because she was in a contest to be a Sports Illustrated model. Now she's like is and guest and everything like that, which is fucking my dream to be a guest model. Oh. Oh, to be young and pretty. Um, but yeah, I hope that wasn't offensive because his daughters are really smoking hot. Well, the one of age, the one that's underage is very beautiful. Um, and she co-wrote that song, which is a really beautiful song. That one, I, I, I was like, oh, can you just sing to me? Sing to me, Paolo. But I remember they asked me if I'd get naked on camera. Not like then and there. They're just like, oh, like, what's the craziest thing you've ever done? <laughs> they were like me now, but I was so, I was such a, I was such a prude. Also, I just noticed, okay, again, if you're watching, if you're listening to audio, there's, my album covers are behind me. <laughs> and I did this because my windows are this way. My podcast room is insanely dark right now. And I need my videographer to, he, he brings the lights. So I couldn't go into my podcast room. I have like a box light, but you guys see it's like shitty lighting. So I was trying to get like the best lighting and it's in my dining room. So all my album covers are behind me and there's like a naked, there's literally me butt ass naked, which, anyways, I guess it's fine. Um, but yeah, they were like asking me questions. Like I guess I'd ask people now, like that could make someone uncomfortable. They would be like, oh, like what's the craziest sexual thing you've ever done? And like, how wild are you? How competitive would you, what's the craziest fight you've gotten in with another girl? And back then you guys got to understand, I'm, I'm, am non-confrontational. Like I know I'm drama 
And I know people think I'm like full of like conflict and stuff like that, but I'm actually a non-confrontational person. And um, I don't like fights. I definitely don't like, I don't like competing against girls. (laughs) This is why I didn't get on. I was like, I don't like competing against girls. Oh, I don't. Like I tap out. Like if there is a competition, if it's a guy, if like a guy's like, hey, there's you and this other girl, I'll be like, take that other girl because I fucking, I can't compete. I just, that's my mentality. I can't compete with anybody, which is why I'm insecure, which I, why, like when I get cheated on, it's awful. I'm trying to hide in my head also on the video portion. There's my um, my my ex-boyfriend was on one of my album covers, which I'm very proud of that album. So I wanted to also my nails are awful. I just kept thinking that I was trying to tell I was trying to be like, Brett, my nails usually look really good. I'm just kidding. For anyone listening, I'm very professional. I'm very respectful. Um, I've had one of my other favorite uh, rock stars, Mickey Avalon, was on and um, actually I've talked to his girlfriend and stuff like that. So. I actually am just a fan, but I come across flirty kind of, I think with everyone, like I, I feel like I, women, men, I just, I, I don't know. It's in my nature to be flirty. I'm a lonely person. <laughs> I'm 32 and lonely. It's amazing too. And if we do stuff, if we, it's so funny. Cause I wanted to, I was going to donate before the podcast. Um, cause this week has been, oh, well, okay. So my birthday has passed. And so for the week of my birthday, I donated $32,000 for being 32 years old because I can't have a party. I can't buy presents. And I was like, let me just donate to all these charities. So I donated to Doctors Without Borders. Um, and I'm only saying this to raise awareness for those charities. If you can help out, donate, whatever. Um, Doctors Without Borders, Feeding America, American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, um, ASPCA, which is Animal Cruelty Prevention. Um, I feel like there was one more. Oh, Broadway Cares, Equity Fights AIDS, and Trans Equality. So I kind of divided up. Some got $5,000. I kind of divided up to equal uh, 2000 And then on my birthday, I gave away $10,000 cash to people following me. So I say all that to say, like, I thought that was so cool. Like, <laughs> me just being like, I'm like, it's so cool we connected. That he wanted to do something with his charity. I think it's so cool. So I didn't really get to delve into it too much with him because I didn't want to like, obviously he knows his own charity, but if you guys don't know, it's Brett Michaels life rocks. Um, and basically you can go to brettmichaels.com and you can donate. Um, and the money goes everywhere. And one of the things that I, I, okay, so he does a lot with that. Like he'll physically go and like give toys to kids at Christmas. He like, he'll like physically travel to countries to like help out the kids there and stuff. Um, and one of it was really cool is kids with juvenile diabetes. They, they use some of the money, like the money goes to different, different charities and organizations, but they'll use some of the money to take kids who have, you know, juvenile, juvenile diabetes to camps where they can learn to manage it and to control it. And, um, I always thought that was interesting. I knew Brett was diabetic. He had talked about that a lot. I just can't imagine like five insulin shots a day. And then he gets up to work out like not, (laughs) this is just an hour long me like saying how great Brett Michaels is, but I was like, I want to be with someone. And I mean this wholeheartedly because you guys know (laughs) I don't work out and I eat like shit. I eat pizza, but I want to be with someone that like does work out because here's the thing. Y'all know me too. I morph it. <laughs> I'm not saying this why I'm just saying in general, I morph into the person that I'm around and, or vice versa. We morph into each other. And I've never been with someone who's like really into like working out. Like if, if I had a, if I was around someone that like worked out every morning, like, yeah, I'd probably want to work out every morning too. I was like that a little bit. I know I bring up Jason every fucking podcast. I'm so sorry, but what the fuck? I guess whatever. Um, but he, you know, we kind of did. He would, he would go to the gym in the morning and then I started getting a personal trainer and going to the gym in the morning too. And it's kind of like our thing, like get up, have sex. Okay, let's go work out. <laughs> oh, I got fatter. I'm the only bitch that gets fatter from having a personal trainer. I swear it. I, and I would go and I'd get so hungry afterwards and I'd go get like Arby's, like cheese sticks from Arby's. And then I would go home and sleep, which is like awful. Like go eat some mozzarella sticks and then just pass the fuck out. Like, 
Anyways, I know you guys. I know. I I wish I could have been more of this Trish, more relaxed. I was just so excited and nervous. Well, you know what other thing I was nervous about? A couple things. I was nervous because I'm I'm actually really sucky with technology, even though my job is online and I do online stuff. Like I thought, oh, what if I can't hear him or if it's like choppy? Like it happens all the time with me and my Wi-Fi isn't great. So I was like, oh, shit. And then he's in his he was in his like guitar room for those just listening to the audio, he was like in his like room with a bunch of guitars and it's the room that you always see him in on like TikTok or his website. And so it's, it was, it was just surreal and it just happened so quickly. Like all of a sudden he popped up and I'm like, and true story, freaking true story. I had tickets to go see him on the stadium tour. I was like, I'm going, I had a, I had a full roster of concerts this summer. It was newfound glory. I was going to go see, um, fallout boy and green day. I was going to go see my chemical romance MCR. I had bought tickets all four nights to the shows and I freaking like everything's not gonna happen I know that's like like yes and I I totally agree with him like health and safety a thousand percent I don't want to get fucking sick I don't want to get anyone like you know what I mean like of course um but yeah and then and then it was poison motley crew oh I'm so I suck there was another one and I but it was I'm not I wasn't an 80s hair band person I kind of was at the, I kind of was actually I'm thinking about this now oh wow so I before maybe it was because of the first season of Rock of Love I don't know but when I moved to Hollywood my goal was to be Pamela Anderson I wanted to do a sex tape I wanted to be a bomb bombshell I wanted to have big fake tits and I wanted to be in entertainment somehow I kind of achieved all that except my rock star husband so Thing. I'm just kidding. Um, but I was in a phase where I was a fucking groupie. And I wasn't I wasn't a groupie for just any old band. I was a groupie for 80s bands. I guess I can talk about this on the podcast a little bit. We're at the end. Who's still listening? Because I didn't really talk about it. It's not like I dated any of these people long term, so I feel like I can freely talk about this. Um there was a band called Faster Pussycat, and I, I again I use the term dating very loosely. I definitely was just hooking up with all these people. <laughs> I was a slow. I was like, hey, yeah, I want to fuck. Like, I need a little more substance, which I love that that's what he said at the beginning of our interview. And he was just like, you kind of need a personality to connect. I was so, my head was in the clouds. I was just so discombobulated. I'm like trying to, you know, because I, I, I consider myself to be a really good listener because I love people and I'm fascinated, especially about, I was just, I was just too excited. Like, I was literally like my little puppy, whenever he comes into my house, like he like pees everywhere. Like if a new person comes in, he'll pee on them. Like, I, that's how I felt. <laughs> I was, and then I kind of felt like I had to pee actually, even though I went to the bathroom before. I was like, I had to pee. Um, but yeah. And I would meet these guys off MySpace, these 80s rock stars. So there was a guy named Tammy Down from Faster Pussycat. Now, when he was in Faster Pussycat, um, it was so weird too. When I worked at a strip club, it was called Godfather's in Canoga Park. I actually met like a girl that he was dating, like his girlfriend was like working there at the same time. This was 10 years ago. So I don't know where he is now. But he looked more like Steven Tyler back in the 80s. They all had that 80s hair, which I thought 80s rock stars were really beautiful they were really pretty tommy lee all those people had a very pretty look to them vince neal brett michaels was definitely the prettiest i thought and i'm not just saying that like truly he was like the prettiest looking he had a vince neal-esque vibe like they had the similar vibes but brett's face was just so much prettier he just it was beautiful in his eyes anyways um so yeah so tammy down the lead singer fashion person kind of looked like them back in the 80s but then his like myspace page where i met him he had more of a marilyn manson vibe which i was also kind of like into i was like oh yeah i love that like mm, satanic on my pussy you know like that's how i was feeling um and yeah the sex was not good with him but he was he was he was sweet he just was smoking a lot of cigarettes and um drinking i don't know 
why all these people I hooked up with, I hooked up with another guy named Phil Verone. He was the drummer from Skid Row. He was like the second drummer from Skid Row. I don't think he was the original drummer. Skid Row was pretty sick. That was a pretty lit. I think I... Did I date someone else from Skid Row? Skid Row's pretty lit. I'm not going to lie. Actually, if you go back to my early YouTube videos, I think I was dancing to like Slave to the Grind or something. <laughs> I used to dance to Brett. This is a true story because I had a strip stripper playlist. Um... And I used to dance to um, Sunset Boulevard. What is that song? Hollywood Hills. It was a Bret Michaels. Go that far. And they used it in The Rock of Love. One of the, it was like, pretty kitty, dressed in black, and I'm dressed to kill. I'll be your sugar daddy. I'm in a dining ring. Um, it's like, oh, oh, please let me introduce myself. I'm going to get you off like there's no one else. <laughs> Sunset Boulevard. I'll be your sugar daddy. I'm like, how do I write out this? If you want to go that far. It was such a good song. I have to It was really good. Um, I used to dance to his, but I danced to like Skid Row. But that was it. I never danced to a Poison song. I only, and that was a Brett Michael solo song. And I, that's how hardcore I am. And I think the only ones I really know are like from Poison or like from Guitar Hero. I just wanted to bang the people in the band. I didn't really know their songs. Like even Molly Crew, I think I know Girls, Girls, Girls. I learned more from The Dirt, but I don't even think they had their real songs in there. Or maybe they did, but maybe like one or I don't remember. Um, I'm trying to think of other 80s rock stars. I mean, no one great. It was never like... Oh, David Lee Roth. Well, I didn't hook up with him, but David Lee Roth introduced my Hot for Teacher remake. David Lee Roth was cool. He's from Van Halen. He was so cool to do my intro. Oh, my God. When he did my intro. So if you look up Hot for Teacher, it was like my first music video. It's like a shitty quality music video, shitty quality song. And it, my recording, my vocals were awful. This was, But this was like my first ever music video. We had no budget. We basically, I don't know how we pulled that music video off, but we basically did a remake of Hot for Teacher where like we had a male teacher and I was the one getting horny for him, that teacher. And yeah, we, David Lee Roth just kind of, came into are we just crossed paths and we're like hey you want to intro this song i did and he's like yeah and you know what to wrap this all up it kind of goes with brett's message to just kind of go for it oh what did he keep saying like believe in yourself like it, it, it wasn't believe in yourself because that's too cheesy it was something cool the way he said it bet on yourself yeah just bet on yourself fucking do it you know um just do it and you'll find a way like, hey, you'll find a way. And I think and I thought that was so inspiring. I think that's so cool. The whole conversation, it was a mix of like, oh, my God, he's so fucking hot. But also like, oh, I want him to be my dad. Like what a fucking cool dad he would be. Right. I feel so honored. I feel so blessed. Thank you to everyone who made that happen. Like, um, yeah, this was this was cool. I, oh, other than that, like, yeah, some may say it's unconventional the way I go about getting guests or doing things in life in general. Like some people might be like, hmm that's not how you're supposed to do things. And people have told me that my whole life. That's not how you're supposed to do things. Like, you know, I'm not a conventional interviewer. <laughs> I don't think many interview people are like, how do you feel about having hot daughters? <laughs> but that's what I want to know about. And I, and that's why I like doing this podcast. I, I like to ask questions because like I said, everyone that's been on my podcast, I have been a fan of, I have, I've admired in some way, whether I know them on YouTube or whatever, but Brett is definitely, I'm, sh- I'm shocked. I'm shook. He's done The Apprentice. He's done, he, he's going to, you guys, he was gonna. He might he might still be doing a stadium tours. This sh- what? Thirty years after freaking every rose has its thorn, and he's just gonna be. He's doing stadium tours, and he wanted to do my pot. Like, that's a, that's a proof right there, too, you guys. Not to make this about me, but like, fucking go for it. Anything's possible, and you know what? 
worst case scenario, like when I was trying to get him, I was like, worst case scenario, he's like, fuck that girl, fuck off. <laughs> and you know what? That would suck. But you got to throw it to caution to the wind. And hey, if I ever get to physically be in his presence, I just might melt. And that's the truth. Sometimes I get really starstruck. I don't get starstruck often, but I think I got starstruck with the cast of Beetlejuice. <laughs> I think I think uh, Michael Keaton and Brett Michaels. <laughs> that might be my. Um, yeah, I don't. Britney Spears. I got starstruck with Britney Spears. I really like her. But I think other than that, I'm pretty cool. I feel for the most part. You guys, thank you so much for listening. Definitely check out Brett's book, Auto Scrapography, uh, Volume 2, I believe comes out in June. Check out brettmichaels.com. Apparently he has a movie coming out. Like, what the fuck? That's amazing. He's amazing. Um, thanks, guys, for listening. Be sure to leave a uh, review and rate the podcast. It definitely helps it out. Get it out there more. I love you guys. I'll see you in the next one. There's a lot going on in the world right now. And The Skim is here to help you cut through the noise. Meet Skim This, a weekly podcast that makes it easier to understand how the news impacts you. We break down the most complicated stories of the week and add context and clarity to answer the questions that are on your mind. Subscribe and listen every Friday morning wherever you get your podcasts. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa Online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa Know-How. Napa Know-How. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Bet Online sports are coming back. Yeah, so it's your chance to bet with our exclusive partner, betonline.ag. MLB is back. NFL camps have opened. NBA's in full swing now, plus UFC. Lots of good UFC stuff going on on that fight island. Boxing, NASCAR. NASCAR's back. They limited the audience, the crowd, but uh, they're racing, man. And uh, no shortage of ways to get in on the action. Visit betonline.ag. Do it today. Check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses they have. What you do is you visit betonline.ag, our exclusive partner at Podcast One. Don't forget, promo code Podcast One for your sign-up bonus today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts.